Welcome back to Neighboring. Neighboring is a series of interviews where we ask different people around our community, whether they're neighbors, business leaders, uh, civic leaders, really this idea of what does it mean to be a good neighbor. And today I'm here with Palermo Galindo from the city of Fort Wayne. And uh, maybe somebody in Fort Wayne that knows more about the neighborhoods in Fort Wayne than, than really anyone else. So thank you for joining us and uh, uh, coming to share what you know about neighborhoods and this idea of neighboring. Thank you for the opportunity, and I'm glad to be here uh, for this invitation. Uh, introduce yourself. Tell us, uh, tell us about yourself, your role here at the city of Fort Wayne, and uh, some of the work that you do. Yes, well, I've been a resident for, in Fort Wayne for over 25 years, and um, I love the city. And one of the things that I, I saw when I first moved into Fort Wayne, it was the opportunity to really make a difference in this community. Um, so I really started networking with people and over the years, uh, since my network grew throughout the city, I was able to really uh, connect with the, with the city and uh, apply for the community liaison uh, position as a Hispanic and immigrant liaison, which then grew into a citywide community liaison. Um, my networking with people has just been really to get it out, outside of the city hall and really provide information back and forth from the mayor's office to to the residents and also bring in some any suggestions or any information back to the city as how we can Im uh, improve the quality of life for people so practically what does that look like so uh you're one of those person that really like the connector for the city of Fort Wayne to the to the neighborhood level and community what are some of the places or some of the neighborhoods or things that that you practically do every day with that role? Like, um, what type of information are you trying to transfer or connect? Well, since we developed 311 uh, uh, system, people are now able to call about trash pickup or, or uh, light poles that the lights are out. You know, those are things that you know, are happening on a daily basis. My role is to really get into information that gets to the mayor. Um, you know, requesting uh, things that are happening in the neighborhoods, how the people want to get their neighborhood reinstated, how they can improvise, impro improve their, their neighborhood to, to a level that they feel safe. And um, by connecting them with um, resources that we have, and um, I actually have a, a webpage where we can provide all that information uh, connecting with the state to register the neighborhood association, um, acquiring information from other uh, presidents that have the experience there. And I believe you already talked to some of them that have done a tremendous job here in the city and continue to do that for the neighborhoods. Is your position um, unique to Fort Wayne? Uh, I know at one point there used to be uh, up to like four, four people doing similar work around our community. This idea that the city was really focusing in on having multiple points of contact uh, since Fort Wayne is such a big city, there's different places uh, and you, you try to connect all of the neighborhood. Is this, is this common in cities or is this something unique to Fort Wayne? It's a common in cities. Um, some cities, depending on the budget, they, they do have those. Uh, yes, we used to have four uh, liaisons in the city, and through uh, budget cuts, we had um, uh, cut down to three and then became uh, 
one one which is myself and uh, now what I, the the way i really connect with the neighborhoods throughout the city is to really i have a standardized information that is given to them uh, every month and also when they people call me or send emails to the mayor um, i answer those calls or or emails where uh, they need that information and uh, it keeps me busy but it, you know something i love about the city because i i feel like i'm paying back to the residents uh, of how much opportunity was given to me to to take care of the city. Hmm. So talk about that. Talk about that personally. And like, what is what is what is that kind of responsibility or that that feeling that you uh, feel like you get to be someone that gives back through your through your job? Like, there's there's an essence where sometimes people are like, "This is my job, and this is what I do, and what I'm responsible to the task." But it sounds like for you, there's there's something deeper for you that. Uh, is motivated and part of this. Can you share about that? Like, what what is it to, for you to this? Says I feel feel grateful and feel a responsibility in this job. Well, to me, always, I my my work ethic is to go above and beyond what's expected from from a you know my job description. It's really to connect with people and and because again, my children were born here, um, and I've been here over twenty some years. You know that makes me. Um, even to strive better to to get this community going and move forward and connect the neighborhoods where they they need that information to make them better and also create that sense of um, a large community you know it's just not a city but a large community where you you feel safe you know people and you can connect with them and if there's any questions about how things are done in, in a certain neighborhood then we can figure it out how to do that with, for you, and that's my role: is just to serve. Um, I, I take um, servant leadership um, very serious for myself and, and the people I work with. Hmm. How many neighborhood? How many different neighborhoods are in uh, City of Fort Wayne? Tell us about the City of Fort Wayne, the size, how many neighborhoods, things like that. Yes, we have over 400 neighborhood associations, and uh, as the city continues to grow, we'll get more. Uh, the the most active, a little bit more. Uh, probably about 300 or 250 something like that uh, that you know either send me their information um, they um, I update their information on the city's webpage you know there's a lot of resources there um, where I my job is to really collaborate with them as a community liaison and a neighborhood um, uh, advocate as well. Yeah, getting a bit of a getting a bit of a macro view today uh, of the city of Fort Wayne, and we might dive into a little bit micro. Uh, from all of the neighborhoods and the years that you've been doing this, are there are neighborhoods facing similar issues, or are they are there some generalization issues, or are they kind of facing similar issues, or are is it really independent, specific to to each neighborhood or kind of pocket of of the community? Well, yes, they, they all, um, from what I have assessed over the years, everybody wants a high quality of life for, for the neighborhood. Um, they want to be safe. They want to, you know, be proud of the neighborhood. Um, so some neighborhoods over the years have, you know, uh, going up and then kind of got in a plateau and then they have to kind of re-energize as people move in and out of the neighborhoods. They, that's an, an important way to really pass on the information to the next generation or the new uh, residents. So there's neighborhoods where there's a lot of um, 
um, younger families moving into and then you know they there's the old residents that have been there for many years because they love their their neighborhood so I try to find a way that they can really connect to each other and pass that information and give that treasure you know of you know history from each neighborhood back to to the next generation and it's important to continue that um, I think we're doing a great job uh, what I've seen is a lot of collaboration over the years and um, you know there's always some challenges you know when there's change but I think the, the most important thing is to really keep positive work towards uh, a better city and a, and a better uh, place for everyone yeah what do you feel like makes a healthy neighborhood healthy um, a lot of communication um, I know we have social media we have um, you know, the cell phone has everything that you can possibly think about, but the main piece of a great and healthy uh, neighborhood is to really come face to face with your neighbor and, and talk about anything that's going on. Then if you really get to know your neighbors to your right, your left and in front, at least you know, uh, on the street and then communicate with the other ones that m might be captains for the block or anything. That makes a healthy neighborhood. So if they see someone that is not in, in the, the neighborhood or kind of, you know, you're kind of thinking about, well, I don't know, I've never seen this car or, you know, they've got to find out. Most of the time is something that the neighbors really can pinpoint and then figure out how they can take t tackle that. Hmm. And it's, it's important. So communication, connectivity with kind of your media neighbors. Yes. Uh, sense of kind of ownership that we, we are noticing things and we're going to talk about it and we're going to share about it uh, are some of the things that are healthy. Is there, are healthier neighborhoods more resourced than other neighborhoods or what is the economic resources? How does that come into play or does it really come into play from your perspective as far as are just healthy neighborhoods wealthier neighborhoods? Or is that even a factor? I, I don't think so. I think that as, ma as many neighbors really start to connect with themselves, they become enriched. So it doesn't have to be a wealthy neighborhood. It's, okay. it, it could be uh, a neighborhood that it's, uh, you know, for instance, uh, on an area that we have, there was a lot of crime. Um, this uh, pre precedent you really took on the neighborhood and started developing uh, a program, you know, adopt a block and then really work on, on, on uh, making their, their neighborhood better. The break-ins diminished dr drastically. Uh, the kids started playing outside more. They had lots that were abandoned and now they have created playgrounds for those. And, and that's in an area there's uh, used to be a lot of crime. Now it's, it's again, has diminished and has enriched the life of the, of the people themselves and they feel safe. Um, actually, yesterday I'll just tell you a little story is that I took a person to, to, to see the people around that area and visited those, those neighborhoods where, you know, sometimes they get the bad, bad rap about, you know, things that are going on, but there's a lot of great positive things and uh, this person witnessed um, students working in this um, lot and they put in mulch they're they're uh, utilizing colors you know for painting those those um, places and 
he's, he was impressed and he was like, wow, I need to get involved in this. Let me, let me connect with these people. So I got the information and they're going to do great things in the future. So healthy neighborhoods have a higher level of social connectivity and communication, not necessarily higher income or, or more resources to do these projects, spreading some mulch or painting some things doesn't, doesn't necessarily cost a lot, but because they're connected, they may be in a bit of a healthier state. Oh, certainly. So is it the reverse for what makes, a, makes an unhealthy neighborhood unhealthy, or are there some additional things that when you would look at an unhealthy neighborhood, these are the factors for that? Well, again, if, if, if there's a sense that there's no one cares about the neighborhood, or maybe just uh, very few people do, then yes, the neighborhood will kind of go down. Um, so if people start working together to, to make it better, then it will change. And, and I've seen that, and, and I'm very happy that I have met so, so many tr tremendous people. And then you have already uh, talked to quite a few of those. Yeah. So in this idea that one of the things that I'm trying to, to really listen to at NeighborLink since we're in, we're in many of the neighborhoods all over Fort Wayne and we see all different types of socioeconomics and uh, issues both in healthy neighborhoods and or unhealthy neighborhoods. I'm trying to figure out and ask questions about, you know, what is it really that's different? One of the things that I see is that there's often an outside perspective towards a particular area of town or a neighborhood and saying that neighborhood is just kind of broken. They don't care anymore. Uh, they don't have any interest in like doing anything else. And so it's going to take some outside force to, to fix it. Uh, but what we're seeing is that there really are people that care in that neighborhood. There are people that have lived there a long time. They have ideas. Uh, but they've lost something, like they've lost hope, they've lost energy, life circumstances have taken over, maybe some of the, the key people at one point. Have you seen and um, in different neighborhoods, like what does it take for a neighborhood to start to transition? Is it, is it a lot of small things? Is it really just somebody taking ownership in a new way? Uh, can, a, can an unhealthy neighborhood transition quickly or does it take a lot of time? It depends on the people themselves, but actually, uh, again, I see that a transformation from one person really caring about what's going on in the neighborhood, and really that kind of takes on for the neighbors to realize, oh, well, he cares about you know what's going on in, on the street or, or the neighborhood. I also care about it because I have a family uh, my children, you know, need to have a place that they're safe and they feel secure. So that kind of trickles down and, and ripples throughout the neighborhood. And, and it could be just, again, one person. It could be five or ten people. And, and it's just actually doing it. You know, a lot of people uh, just talk, but the ones they actually get their hands on, doing things and that's what happens and and the the change could be really fast you know and it, it's 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 a great thing to see within uh in a year how a neighborhood could could change and it's it's a doable thing yeah so having done this kind of work for a long time being this connector in the middle and seeing lots of great and bad and seeing a wide variety how has your job uh helped you and the things that you've learned um, transition as a neighbor yourself like how is have you seen change over the years like how you uh, may have perceived what a what a neighborhood or what a neighbor is and and maybe how you're living that out personally today yes certainly um, you know when I moved in 
to to my house is like you know didn't know about the covenants or or any restrictions yeah. and so I, over the years I had to learn about that and really uh, relate that information to those to to the neighborhood associations which they have a lot of of the same questions that need to be answered and as I mentioned before I had I standardized a way that they could follow up step by step how to uh, start the neighborhood association and follow others uh, neighborhood associations uh, success and then that has given me the opportunity to to be able to say yes you know be positive and and you can see so many great things happening in your neighborhood another neighborhood uh, received a grant of ninety six thousand wow. dollars because they got together and really uh, got uh, a plan and applied for a, a, a grant and they got it. So um, it, it all depends on the neighborhood. So that's what I tell at my neighborhood president's meetings that I have quarterly is to have someone to really provide that information. And you were one of my guests uh, a few months ago and, and I, I thank you for providing this information that uh, NeighborLink is doing to change the lives and many people in many neighborhoods throughout their, their uh, places. Well, thanks for having me on that as well. NeighborLink is, is doing our best uh, equally and partner with the city as far as trying to connect neighbors to help each other. Like it's this reconnection work that we do more than it is fixing houses or anything like that. It's that, that reconnection work. How does, uh, how does this impact the way that you parent your kids? Like the work of being socially connected and um, being good neighbors, does, how does that influence the way that you raise your kids? Well, again, you know, the, the children want to use just the, the phone all the time or, you know, uh, the tablet. You know, it's really getting them out to the, the ice cream socials or uh, any events that are, are within the city. You know, uh, sometimes there's garage sales. You don't really have to buy anything, but really just go visit your neighbors. You know, it's a good way to, to establish that relationship. And, um, you know, mine are teenagers, so it's a little bit harder to, sure. <laughs> to take them out. But it, it's fun, you know, uh, once they are outside and start looking at things, uh, uh, there's a connection like, wow, you know, it, it's a, a good way to, to walk around the neighborhood and then see what's going on and, and um, see the people smiling and then smile back and, and then make that connection. You know, it's just a good way to, 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 to see, to have the children really uh, connect with, with the neighborhood. Uh, Palermo, you, you immigrated to the United States and ended up in Fort Wayne. Talk to us about like your, your immigration experience or, or maybe how that's impacted, you know, maybe your previous experiences and, and now your understanding of, of neighboring and some of the, some of the other challenges are really like the beautiful ways different cultures uh, embrace neighboring among themselves, but uh, neighboring uh, with others like as from my experience and I would love to, to hear your your stories because you've spent a lot of time in this like what happens when 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 cultural cultures are connected uh, whether it's immigrant or refugees uh, tell us share a little bit more about that from your experience sure sure um, well I came to the states uh, when I was 15 years old and I didn't know the language um, so to be able to talk to you now, you know, 30 some years later and, uh, you know, represent the city nationally and internationally. You're regular old Midwestern now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible honor. And uh, if you would have told me this back 
when I was 15, I would say like, no, I wouldn't believe you. But yeah, it's done a lot, a lot of things. I think the 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 one of the main reasons that uh, you know immigrants and uh, refugees now they're homeowners, they there's some set of rules, you know, that you know uh, homeownership and people go through this. It's a learning curve, you know. Not everybody's um, perfect. But that's when you have your neighbor to talk to you about saying, you know, um, you know, you can't leave that outside, or you know, this needs to be trimmed and so forth. And then it's a, um, again, a friendship that you establish. I know from some neighbors, um, they have told me that, well, my neighbor is from, let's say, for Burma, and they didn't have a lawnmower, so I let them borrow my lawnmower, and I showed them how to do it and everything else. So that was a good learning. Um, connection you know for them and because now the neighbor learned how to mow their, their lawn but also the neighbor really connected with the family so that will um, now will be a good relationship they tell me like oh you know they cook really good food you know they always bring me uh, stuff so there's back and forth things yeah. that, that are going on with them yeah. and it's a good good thing um, again not isolating the, uh, yourself it's, is the best way to to really get what's going on with, with the neighborhood. So um, when I was learning the language, it's intimidating to really talk to anyone in, in, a, in a, a different language because you're not sure how you're going to pronounce the, the next words. And, uh, you know, myself, I uh, mispronounce many words, you know, sure. but it's a learning uh, curve. And... You just need to get that fear of of that off your your yourself, and then really move on to it. And I, when I'm in the radio uh, talking to uh, the people in Spanish, on the radio station, then you know I, I mention the same things, and and um, people start connecting, and they call the the their radio station, and they're like, oh, I want to know more about how to volunteer. I care about my my neighborhood. How, you know, let me know how I can do it. So that starts a, a good way to to get that next generation of neighbors integrated into a neighborhood to really make a difference and really uh, establish that connectivity with their neighbors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the city has a city. You guys have a hard job. Like anybody that's trying to be the connector between the city and the government to the people of the community, there's all kinds of opinions and uh, perspectives of how that should happen. And I have a tremendous respect because we work closely with the city. We know that it often in the public is misconcepted as uh, the city just doesn't care or they're so disconnected and they're just about uh, protecting and enforcing rather than trying to bridge the gap. And while in some cases that happens, and that's true, like there's, there's only so much the city is designed and the government is designed to do, the rest is on the community and the neighborhoods to kind of help out and be the social sector and, and connect relationally. Uh, so I, from NeighborLink's perspective, we couldn't imagine not having a healthy relationship with the city um, because when neighbors and volunteers desire to help, we need certain certain influences and in, in having those connections. And uh, for anyone listening that has had bad experience or thinks in terms of uh, code enforcement, for instance, as being one one group that just doesn't care, uh, so many of those folks go above and beyond even the job duty to to try to be the connector and connect outside organizations. Housing and neighborhoods are just complicated, 
And uh, so thanks for, for all your hard work on that. Oh, my pleasure. And I believe that a lot of the people in our, in our city are, you know, trying their best to service our community. And sometimes people don't like the answer because it's, that's what the ordinance is and, yeah. or the code is. But they try to uh, give them information that might be able to help them as well. So it's not just like it's a no sounding no and that's it. No, nothing is taken care of. But no, actually saying like for myself, I'll say, well, I cannot promise, you know, what you're what you want. But let me figure it out and find out the best way, the, the best possible way to to take care of your situation. And then I connect at least with. Um, I always try to connect with at least three people or three resources to give to the the person calling or emailing me um, and to to be able to assist in their their uh, situation and they really um, appreciate when I call them back you know they call in uh, within a few hours I call them back I'll answer the emails and they're very appreciative and sometimes again the answer is not what they want but they really appreciate that the service was done promptly and that their um, their situation was heard, yeah. but and then they get at least three resources that I or will be able to help them. Sure. Uh, to wrap up this interview, uh, can you just answer the kind of the, the question from your experiences as uh, as simply as possible? What do you think, Palermo? It means to be a good neighbor. Well, what it means to be a good neighbor, I think, is caring, uh, really uh, taking the stand that this is your neighborhood. This is a place that you want your children to thrive, to find the best possible way to to make a difference in your community. That's I think that's why I, I, I live and, and try to do the same with my family and my friends and, and, and my neighbors as well. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks, for, thanks again for being a part of this Neighboring series. Thanks for tuning in this week to Neighboring uh, and hearing from Palermo Galindo with uh, the city of Fort Wayne to share kind of a bit of a macro view on what Fort Wayne looks like from a neighborhood perspective and seeing some of the core things that are central to both healthy neighborhoods and what's missing in, in unhealthy neighborhoods. Thanks again for listening and uh, we'll be back next week. Neighboring is presented by NeighborLink, a volunteer organization that connects vulnerable neighbors with neighbors looking to help. Neighboring is produced by Punch Films, a national full-service video production company based in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Creative direction by Lindy Bazil and Lindsay Ray Porter. Music is by Metavari off their recent album, Symmetry. Be sure to visit NeighboringPodcast.com to watch or listen to other episodes.